You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows like the one you're about to enjoy, visit electronicmediacollective.com. And now, our feature presentation. Welcome to Grolox Nights, the Grolox Podcast live show. This is Randy. This is Melanie. And this is Jesse. Hey, everybody. What's going on? We've got an exciting show. It's so exciting. So I, was, exciting. I was looking through the yeah. list of stuff, and I was like, wow, we're almost talking about comic books. Almost. But not. But we're not. not. <laughs> Sorry, Maddie D. <laughs> that's once every three months. That's, <laughs> that's what we do. <laughs> I, I was like... I called Matt's wife. I was like, how's he doing? Oh, he's sick this week. Comics is on. <laughs> no, I felt bad. <laughs> I, seen his, I seen his comment about, you know, a couple episodes ago, we did a Swamp Thing discussion. And he's like, the week I'm sick, you guys talk about comics. But I even called him out on the, you know, mentioned him specifically on that episode a couple of times. I was like, where's right. Matt? We're actually talking about comics. <laughs> anyway, you guys, Jesse Melanie, how are you guys doing? I'm PG. Doing all right. Doing all right. And Paul, Paul chimes in with <laughs> the silent fourth host. And this is Paul H. Harder III. <laughs> <laughs> we need him to uh, introduce you as the Grolix Growler, the saltiest man on earth. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's, a, that's a pretty good introduction. I wasn't very salty, though, I feel. Uh, yeah, you reined yourself in really well. Okay, so what we're talking about, uh, I had mentioned it the last couple episodes that I had recorded. I was a guest on one of Paul's podcasts, one of Paul's multiple podcasts, Moose's Monster Mash, along with Billy, and we talked about 2021 horror movies. And I found, I was like, I was going, and then I'd be like, oh, you guys are, you guys are kind of low energy. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm not, not used to this. Uh, it was weird. It was weird, but it was a good time, and I made a point. Yeah, I wasn't salty. I, I feel like Paul maybe wanted more fireworks when he, <laughs> he envisioned more fireworks when he asked me to be on. Well, he says in the chat that the dynamic was awesome, and I would agree. Uh, I think uh, that's what's fun about listening to the, that episode in particular, and you guys should check it out. You can go to electronicmediacollective.com yeah. to find that and more. It's just fun to listen to you guys rap about something that all three of you clearly love because like a bunch of those movies weren't on my radar or I didn't care about. It was still like, Oh, that actually sounds more interesting now that they're talking about it. Right. Mm -hmm. I even had things to say about the movie that I didn't watch. I was like, (laughs) right. I kept trying to, I was like, don't interrupt them. They're talking about a movie I haven't even seen. What am I doing? But what we've got for tonight is we've got some uh, React at the News, because it was fun last week. We also, of course, what we've been watching, and I don't know about Jesse, but Melanie and I have been watching a whole bunch of comic book adjacent material. Mm -hmm. In fact, everything we've watched has been based on a comic book, and that wasn't totally intentional, but it happened. I've basically been watching Boba Fett. Right, right. (laughs) That's pretty much much it, yeah. Maybe it's too early to do spoilers on... On Boba Fett. Yeah. Is it? I don't know. I mean, like, they're doing news articles on it and stuff. Well, okay. I'll just say, Book of Boba Fett, a.k.a. 
backdoor Mandalorian season three. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. I mean, what was somebody else saying? It was basically the 13th episode of The Mandalorian. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's better because Randy sounded a little a little porny to me. Not like Backdoor Mandalorian. <laughs> yeah. <The> Donald, <laughs> sexy. Episode title. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> All right, it's going to uh. happen. <laughs> what did the lady keep referring to that exhaust port or something? You make you, you evacuate your exhaust port if you know what I mean. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everything about that episode was fun. It was just fun. It was just like like I didn't realize how badly I missed that, you know. Mm-hmm. This this is basically more of that, you know. It's it's basically the show. Book of Boba has been good. It's been fine. But I would happily take an episode of The Mandalorian just building a hot rod with this lady, yeah, for most of the episode <laughs> and be right. more than happy with it. I'll take that. Over right. Book of Boba Fett, but Boba Fett's fine. Yeah. But yeah, it was fun. And there was like so little really happened. But man. When I just kept thinking that it was going to shift, like, you know, because that's mm-hmm. been kind of the the structure for these episodes is that something happens and we get a flashback. We get a long flashback and then something happens in the present, right? Mm-hmm. Um, right. And so that's what I figured was happening here is that we were going to get some of this and then it was going to flash back to Boba and the palace and what's happening there kind of thing. And no, nope. It's bold. It's a bold move, but it's also notice knowing like Mandalorians. That's a fan favorite. I'm sure they knew nobody's really going to be upset about it. I would have been fine with just a cameo. That's all I wanted. It was like, it makes perfect sense for him to be involved in some way. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I got way more than I expected. So this begs a question. Are they doing the thing that all other spinoffs should have been doing all along? Or is this risky? Because I think about like shows like, I mean, this is a bad example, but it's also a good example. Uh, when Friends, the series ended, they tried to spin off and do a Joey show. And it got one season and it didn't even get picked up. It didn't even get renewed, right? What if they had locked in the Friends crew? Mm-hmm. They're like, okay, this is your final season. We'll pay for this season, but we're also going to spin off Joey into his own show, and we're just going to lock you in for one more episode so that we can have the Friends episode on Joey. And everybody would have tuned in for that, and it would have mm-hmm. given Joey a little extra oomph to get into that second season. Um, I think they should should have done like more than that though. They should have been like everybody has to be there for the first episode, and then everybody has to have an episode with just them and Joey. At oh, least that. Gotcha. And I think there was like one or two episodes, but it was like not the people you'd expect. I think like Ross came out to visit him or something. It was like Joey and Ross weren't like best buds or anything. Like why would why would they be the ones that, you know, like connected? Mm-hmm. Why, why didn't you have at least one episode of Joey and Chandler? They were roommates. Yeah. The Joey thing seems like an attempt to, to like continue, maybe like salvage popularity from friends. But I think some shows are like, they want to make a point to do their own thing. Right. And, and might shy away from it or out of worry of seeming. S- seeming like it's an obvious like 
I don't know what you'd call it, viewer grab or whatever. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. On one hand, it does feel kind of not necessarily risky in this case, but bold. Like I said, like it's a decision to go the Mm -hmm. whole episode and to make it kind of a slow episode, really, like not a whole lot happens. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, That's a that's a bold decision. um, But it doesn't feel at least to me. I don't know. Book of Boba Fett's okay, but I feel like the fact that it spun out of the Mandalorian or was spun out of the Mandalorian bought it bought it a lot of credit. So it it knows it's like we could borrow more credit from Mandalorian. It's fine. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. If that when they're sense. such they're so tightly linked too. I mean, like the only reason we're watching this show is because he was brought back in Mandalorian. Right. I think you'd probably argue, maybe correctly that the Boba Fett episodes in Mandalorian might be better than the episodes that only feature Boba Fett in the Boba Fett show. Mm-hmm. I think it's it's fine for now, but because he's going to be in the show more from what, you know, we assume. Right. Uh, I just worry that they're going to focus too much maybe on the Mandalorian stuff later. I hope not. I mean, I, I want to know about it. It's interesting stuff. Um, but I don't want it to take over either because, you know, I want to, I do like Boba Fett. I want to know what's going on in their whole uh, little, I don't know, war type thing that they're having with families or, or not families. I guess it's, it's probably species that are also families. I don't know. Whatever. They're gangster right. stuff. Yeah. They're going Godfather on this thing. Yeah. Right. It'd be weird to derail the whole season with a Mandalorian plot line and ignore the show. I don't think they'll do that, but it's okay that they like, we're just going to a whole episode, one episode, and then bring him into the ongoing plot. That makes sense. Yeah. I don't feel like they'll derail the whole show. By the way, hey, Jasper, what's going on? And they set it up pretty well with that episode before where they basically, they, that was a Mandalorian musical cue at the end, wasn't it? When she was like, you can buy muscle. You just got to know where to find, where to look. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, that's, that's a Mandalorian cue, right? Like, yep. I'm not imagining that. <laughs> I didn't even, Melanie caught it and pointed it out. I didn't even catch it. I was like, oh yeah, it is. It's that weird, sounds like an alien horn made out of <laughs> bone like or something. A, oh, like I that Australian like uh, rate, not the rain tube, but like the Australian musical instrument. Did you redo? You know, yeah, that's that's the one. See, you knew what I was talking about. Yep. Those are <laughs> they only have ones. one. There's only one that they own. <laughs> Australia. <laughs> this, is, this is where I show my ignorance of other countries like Canada. Clear, <laughs> clearly, they import their donuts. Jasper's got himself some, uh, he's got puns. He's got puns in the uh, chat. <laughs> oh, he's such a tease. And Paul says, didgeri don't. <laughs> I think they're amazing. You have to learn, you have to know how to breathe out of, or breathe in and out at the same time through different orifices to be able to play it. <laughs> I think just your mouth, isn't it? No, you breathe in through your nose while you blow out through your mouth. At the oh, same time. oh, oh, okay. Oh, yeah, that's what you're talking. Okay. Yeah. When you say orifices, though, I just imagine like <laughs> all of them. No. <laughs> well, it's Woo. it's it's like circular breathing, isn't that what they call it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I want to learn how to do it someday. <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> that was gross sound. <laughs> 
That was my attempt. That was your um, didgeridoo. Don't. I, I mean, I, I don't. I feel bad. Kind of. I kind of feel bad moving away from Mandal or Mandalor- Mandalorian already. But I'm not sure what else to say about it. I enjoyed the tone of this episode quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, Boba's fine. There's mm-hmm. just weird. Just there. Every episode, there's like a weird thing. Like the one episode where they the kids on the speeder bikes. I was like, what is that? Overly <laughs> yeah. 1950s super colorful speeder bike that doesn't work. And then the right. next episode, there was some weird funky music playing, and I'm like, that's not Star Wars world music. <laughs> but then Mando came back. And he saved it because the music that was playing in that space bar, that's some space Star Wars music. That's what I want. You know, it was was crazy too. like, leave it to the Mandalorian to even make prequel ships cool. Mm -hmm. Right. Like, it was like, this baby's a classic. I was like, that was one of my chief arguments against the original, like, like, like one of my first things I was like, I don't know about this new Star Wars messing up my old Star Wars movies is is that uh, all the new ships look like way too shiny. It was like, is this the same universe? Mm-hmm. These are really nice. They don't look real at all. Right, right. You know, like those other spaceships are totally real. Well, no, that touches on though, <laughs> and the, the pre, because, you know, George Lucas got himself some fancy 90s uh, CGI uh, right. <laughs> late 90s CGI. So the prequels look much cleaner, right? And I guess right. they, they kind of justify that with the like, it's before the big whatever war. But part of what makes the Star Wars uh, look work and makes it interesting is it generally does look dirty and grungy and it mm. adds a bit of realism. They were talking about that on what is that? Visual effects artists react or whatever, they've brought that up a couple times. Uh, mm-hmm. Corridor Crew, Corridor Digital, mm-hmm. they talk about like just kind of that grungy Star Wars look. Mm. Uh, that's definitely part of it. Yeah, the ones with um, the guy from... Mythbusters. Mythbusters, he, he was specifically, on a, yeah. He goes on about oh, yeah. making like tiny little scratches and stuff all over things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Paul says, the galaxy had money then. Palpatine didn't bleed it dry yet. Yeah, that's... Yeah, Ooh. see, I mean, they could justify it story-wise. Palpatine is the Mitch McConnell of the Republic. <laughs> that feels so incredibly spitting. It's very good. His uh, his face is starting to deteriorate like the Emperor's too. Mm. <laughs> uh. Yep. <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, I think we, I think we hit this nail on the head. Uh, Boba Fett. So, Boba Fett. It's like oh. Mitch McConnell. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there was one more thing. And it's also kind of uh, religious political. So awesome. Um, <laughs> uh, the one thing, like, like this is how I know that the writing is so good and so smart. Um, the Mandalorian goes, he, he goes to like come back together with his tribe or whatever. It's like his uh, guild or, or tribe. I think it's a tribe right and he's part of this super um super strict like zealot group right yeah and uh and so how do i know that this is really smartly written i want to punch those dudes yeah yeah. (laughs) i want to punch them because they're just like there's only three of us left well you're out (laughs) Uh, take off your basket i want to be like just say no just lie don't say anything 
but he's, yeah. he's too, uh, nobody that's seen you is alive except that one guy. Right, right. <laughs> mm-hmm. And who's going to believe him? He didn't believe himself half the time. <laughs> he's too devout himself. He, he, he couldn't lie about it. Right. And also a weird time to bring it up. Yeah. <laughs> right. Weird time. But well, I mean, the dude had a skull fracture, didn't he? Or something. Isn't that why he originally took off his? Well, originally he took it off, but there was just the droid, right? right? Yeah, it was yeah. the droid yeah. first. But the second season, he had it off a few times around yeah. groups of people. But so. I mean, if you've done it once, I mean, what does it matter if you do it again? <laughs> was the uh, the stormtrooper scene? I think was the the really uh, yep. main one, where it's like they they made him take his helmet off, kind of thing. Right. Mm-hmm. Paul said Confetti crew get pod racers. And I think they did once and it didn't go well for them. <laughs> um, His old Grammy, yeah. Did he? The, uh, well, those are like speeder bikes, though. Aren't the pod racers oh. specifically the... Oh, yeah, yeah, the pod racers are, are yeah. pulled behind like... <laughs> it's like, like a soapbox derby. Yeah, it's like yeah. a soapbox derby for the <laughs> the Tatooine. At incredibly high, deadly speed. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I, I do have another thing to say about this episode. Um, he can't live in that spaceship. That was kind of my no, thing, where he was like, right. he wanted the razor, a uh, razor crest, yeah. and and she's like, well, what about this? I'm like, that was like his house, though. Right. He, is he gonna stuff his bounties? In that little droid pod behind him, like, what's he gonna do in that thing? That's a good. Yeah, the the other where's, one. Where's Grogu gonna sit in the draw in the like it, the R two D two unit? Like, just where's stuff him in there? Right, mm-hmm. right. Well, now with his new fancy sword, it seems like he's just going for the head. And if that's the case, just shove that in the glove box. <laughs> that's know. true. That's true. <laughs> yeah. He'll just collect heads now. No carbonite, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. He's off his game at the beginning of that this episode though oh yeah he jacked himself up more than oh man that weird skinless dark dark saber totally messed up his leg Mm -hmm. and then they just cauterized it (laughs) you know it's like like, wait a minute is it maybe it was a some kind of back to spray i don't know yeah it was like doesn't it cauterize as it cuts that's what i thought i was like why why is this you know like Mm -hmm. it's sealed up oh well uh so I kind of want to run through a couple of these. Melanie and I, and this is, well, Melanie and I watched these, but I, okay. this was a kick that I got on, and Melanie was kind enough to ride along with me on this <laughs> journey. But uh, I noticed HBO Max had Batman The Long Halloween, parts one and two, the animated. Oh, I tried to start the first one. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, well, I was like, eh, what's, what's, what's the reaction? And I kind of looked into it, and I was like, eh, this is actually kind of favorably... favorably uh, reviewed it seemed like and i also noticed it's part like basically they rebooted their or they started over continuity with their animated universe again as they do every so many years um which is fine and that actually kind of got me interested and is why i watched uh another movie in this list that i'll go through but um because i was not wild about this last stretch of dc animated stuff i totally fell off I think the Killing Joke was the last one I watched, and I was like, "This is yeah, this is garbage." I think that's the last one I watched because I was like, "Wow, we're gonna try to adapt that." I gotta see that, and then I did. And before that, I'd watched it. Basically, when the animation, the team switched over, the producing mm-hmm. team and all that switched over to whoever 
took on it, took it over after was it Bruce Tim was doing it for a while? Is am I right in that? Name? Yeah, he was the original. Yeah, right. And then he he, come he back left for a while? somebody else. Kind of, I don't know that he's back, but he left and somebody else took over. Um, and I didn't, I just didn't care for the direction it went. Uh, but so I was like, well, let's check this out. So Melanie and I watched both parts one and two because it's two feature length things. It's kind of like right. they did with the uh, Dark Knight Returns or the I'm Dark glad Knight. they did too because it's such a long book. Right. Mm-hmm. And I believe they still had to cut some, they still cut some stuff out. I'm sure. But, I'm sure. Uh, I liked it. I thought it was, I thought it was pretty decent and uh, it's, it's still cheesy. They retained like there's it's intentional cheese. Like there's a mm. room full of mobsters and you hear one guy just like, we'll make them sleep with the fishes. And it's like, Oh God, come on. <laughs> so they embraced it. Right. Sure. Um, the main thing. You can't though, do Falcone without a little bit of that cheese. Right. And it had edge. I don't know what it was rated. It must've been, it might've been an R, but R PG 13 uh, ish because they got one F bomb for sure. Um, so it had edge, uh, but mainly, I really like the style because it's totally animated series style. Um, very dark, and it's that kind of like Art Deco 40s uh, uh, noir Gotham. And all the cars are older style cars, even though at one point I seen somebody with a smartphone. So I'm like, okay, that's just Gotham. Gotham's just in the 40s. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I like the style. And it actually was done with style, which is part of my, which is an issue I have with a, well, another movie we'll discuss. Um, but uh, you know, overall, I thought it was okay. It wasn't exceptional, but it was it was cool. I thought. Mm-hmm. I liked it. I especially liked that I remembered right away who the bad guy was, and Randy didn't for a long time, and so I was like, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she she recalled it because we've we I thought we had talked about it on the show. I I did I'm pretty a, sure we. I'm yeah, sure we read it for Grolix back in the back in the like the golden years or the or whatever you call the original span. Right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, I thought like we had I searched, I searched on the website and it didn't come up, but hmm. maybe it wasn't like uh like a poll list pick like wasn't a focus, but I'm sure we've discussed it on an episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah. Well I remember reading it and it was good in it. But I either there was more or less catwoman involvement in the animated thing than there was in the book. Like, I was like, either they did a lot more with her that they're not putting in here, or she wasn't in it nearly as much. I can't, I don't know which one it was, but yeah, her, her involvement in the whole thing seemed off to me. Well, she gets, in the long Halloween, she gets, there's that twist that she's connected to Falcone. And I feel like that's played up more in the book, mm-hmm. even though it's still like a twist that doesn't come out till towards the end. I feel like it's a bigger deal in the book. Right. And they even talk about that's why he's got the scratches maybe on his face. Mm-hmm. And they never, they do the twist in the animated thing, but it's like, it's not that big of a deal. And they never get, they never address like the scratches or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so those were the cutscenes. Y- yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think okay. so. That makes sense then because yeah, like I was saying, like I knew that that situation, but I'm like, and I'm not sure if it was supposed to be in here. Cause if so, then there's missing a bunch or, that's something we should already know, and she's not supposed to be in it as much as she is. One of the two, so that makes that makes perfect sense. Then, also, and this is, I think, in part because um, the movies, anyway, are part of the current continuity, so they're considered in continuity with Superman, Man of Tomorrow, which we didn't watch, 
and Justice Society World War II, which we did watch. And based on Justice Society, they've like kind of reset the timeline quite a bit where uh, in Batman The Long Halloween, Batman seems not brand new, but kind of new. And of course, it's like it's a Two-Face origin story kind of, right? Right. But Batman kind of sucks in it. He's not a detective in it several times. He's like, I didn't think there'd be so much detective work. It's like <laughs> world's greatest <laughs> detective. Where'd that come from? Yeah. They totally like went against that. Um, we had Jensen Eccles as Batman. So, cause this is his new run as, as Batman. Cause that was supposed to be a big deal. Cause he's always wanted to play Batman and they finally let him voice act it. Um, cause I think he played the red hood way back when. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. That animated one. Yeah, that was one of the ones I started. The Red Hood, or whatever that one was. And then there was a Justice League one based on the new 52 Justice League. That's when I started to really fall off of the animated movies. I was like, man, mm-hmm. those weren't, I don't know. They it didn't just changed good. quite a bit, yeah. Yeah. We also watched, okay, I guess I'll ju- jump to the other good one. Justice Society World War II. Mm-hmm. That's a story I'm not really familiar with. We read an awful lot of JSA for a while there. This is... Mm-hmm. Right. Is it connected in any way? <laughs> I, I think it is based on a specific story, but I don't know that I read that one. And it's interesting. So it's a Flash. It's a modern Flash story. Um, and this is also... This does more to set up like their version of the DC Universe at this point in time. Um, in that like Flash... Apparently, apparently there's no Wonder Woman or Flash doesn't know Wonder Woman. Uh, Flash kind of is first time meeting up with Superman a little bit in this, but it's also Flash runs so fast, faster than he expected and like shot through time and it ends up in World War II and he's like, oh, Wonder Woman, who who is, who's Wonder Woman? Who are you? And so, but anyway, so he ends up with uh, a version of the Justice Society, which is Wonder Woman, our man. Mm. Oh, is that? No, I'm thinking a minute, man. It, that had it, powers just for like a minute or something. It's similar. It's yeah. like that, but oh, okay. for an hour. For an <laughs> he, hour. He okay. Like, and he has powers for an hour. One hour a day. Yeah. He can only do it once a day. Um, who else was? Oh, Jay Garrick Flash. Uh, uh, Black Canary. Black Canary. And then some dude. Oh, like a like Golden Age Black Canary, though. Yeah. Not like mm-hmm. Fishnet. Yeah. Sonic Scream, Black Canary. Mm-hmm, exactly. No, it, it it yeah, it's it's like her, but I guess then. Um, <laughs> okay, all right. Who was the other guy? Mm. Oh, Wonder Woman's boyfriend's hanging around. Yeah. Oh yeah. Does he have mm-hmm. a fanny pack? No, no. It's pre fanny pack. Uh, Steve Rogers or whatever his name is. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Uh, um, Not my Trevor, or whatever his name is. The other one? Something Trevor. I can't remember and it's not worth derailing the show but i'm stuck on it now apparently and there well i don't know if that he is he's not like part of the group or whatever but um there was that one guy that was tied up um was a prisoner of war that one guy oh it's dr something he's always he's got like the golden dome dr fate dome. yeah yes yes uh they don't even ever refer to his name but yeah yeah. Or so they didn't have like Wildcat or any of them. Mm-mm. No, let me see here. Who's on the? Oh, Hawkman. That's yeah, the that's other what guy. the other one was. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's it's kind of a weird weird 
JSA team. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, they're they're fighting the Nazis because the Nazis are trying to find mystical, magical artifacts. And when aren't they? That's up. just a day ending in Y for the Nazis. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, right. Um, and Flash shows up and uh I I guess I'll go into slight spoilers in that it's not necessarily that he ran through time. Right. He's on maybe a different Earth, perhaps. Oh, not in the multiverse. Mm -hmm. Right, right. Oh, yeah. It's interesting to reboot your universe to just, like, multiverse right off the bat. Um, Right. But it's also weird to start with, like, it's modern-day Flash. There's Superman. There's apparently no Wonder Woman. There's no Justice League yet, and that's kind of what this sets up a little bit is, like... At the end, he's like, hey, Superman, maybe we should, uh, I don't know, get together and hang out sometime, you know, have a club. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Who did, who, who did The Flash? Um, Hold on. Let me find out. It wasn't Michael Rosenbaum again. I mean, like, I always liked, I always liked his Flash. Something about, something about his attitude just fits The Flash for me. Mm-hmm. Um, Matt, Matt Bomer, Bomber, Matt Bomer. I, I thought it was weird. Okay, if he is, and he is, in an alternate place. Mm-hmm. So did you travel through time also? Is it their history, or is that their current world, and they're just behind us Right. as far as Nazis go? They're just now hitting their World War II Nazis. <laughs> oh, my God. Darren Chris is Superman in this. What? Okay. I wouldn't have called that. It also cemented my dislike for Wonder Woman. It makes me sad, but I don't care for Wonder Woman. So there's some interesting things uh, in this. Uh, yeah, and things I don't like. The Wonder Woman, uh, Stana Kadic, I don't know what the what the lady's name is, but she's doing a Gal Gadot. It is 100% a Gal Gadot accent, and I, I'm not wild about it. I'm not wild about it. I don't mind a Wonder Woman with an accent. I'm not wild about Gal Gadot's accent. Uh, it's very specifically that. And mm-hmm. for some of the action scenes, it's interesting because you could tell they're intentionally lifting style from the movies, mm-hmm. um, which is not, I don't think, a bad thing. I think the action had a lot more like impact and, and uh, aggression to it than some of the other animated stuff. But Wonder Woman's fighting style, like, I didn't even think about. The movie wonder the current movie versions of Wonder Woman having her own distinct fighting style, but she kind of does, and they totally ape that for this. And then also the Flash, just one scene, one hundred percent rips off the the awesome uh, Quicksilver Quicksilver scene, scene from yeah. X Men Days of Future Past. Oh no! Right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, they don't they don't spend too much time on it, but he does the like it goes super slow, and then he like just goes at tips the one guy's gun and does he have a, like an awesome song playing no, at least? oh good, yeah they didn't commit see that's 100%. what that's what completes that though it's like right yeah um but i really like this one though the story is not wild but like it's not overly complicated and i think that's potentially a good thing mm-hmm. um and the main thing is and we so we had also watched injustice and we but we watched this after injustice and I'll get to Injustice later. I've been talking for too long. But the main thing was it actually had style and it didn't feel like it was just rushing to get through plot points, which mm-hmm. was my beef with Injustice. Uh, and some of the other ones where, like, sure, they're kind of accurately, uh, it's an accurate adaptation of the comic story, 
but it doesn't have any like style or cinematic tone to it. And it's just rushing from plot point to plot point. And I don't feel like Justice Society World War II did that. I felt like it it took its time. It was kind of had some slow moving part scenes of people just standing around like <laughs> trying to figure things out. Uh, but it worked and it had, you know, I think it's partially the time period, you know, a little bit of that. Well, the intro credits is like an old uh, black and white 40s or 50s movie oh, where the screen crops sure. down and it's got like the the backdrop and the cursive letters for the credits and stuff. And I was like, okay, already I could tell this has got a little bit more flair to it. So Mm -hmm. I liked it. It was pretty good. There were some of it that I liked. I, there was a couple things that I just didn't make a whole lot of sense to me, but I can overlook it. Um, just for fun, you know, and that's my, that's my thing. So we spent a lot more time on that than I expected. Jesse, you've been consuming anything else. Uh, <laughs> not really. I, I followed up a, and watched another episode of Archive 81. Um, oh, right. But I also, you know, like I was home alone during the weekend. So, like, I don't feel like that's a thing you should really binge when you're totally alone, especially if you're totally alone in the cat skills. But right. <laughs> probably not a good thing to do. Um, yeah. But, but, I mean, second episode is just as good as the first. It was like, wait a minute, there's a church underneath? <laughs> there's a church in the basement? Oh, oh, you know what? Something I do want to talk about. In, <laughs> dang it. This this show's made maybe a little too well. Uh, mm-hmm. Well spring well, I might add. Because I Googled for a good 15 minutes, why the crud are there ads before my <laughs> Netflix show? Like, it fooled me. It was that good. I was just like, Wait a minute. This is an ad on Netflix. I pay to I'll be like Netflix doesn't have, this should be a big deal. Why isn't anyone talking about this? And we're like like I did. I literally looked it up on my phone and I was like, well, I'll figure this out later. And, <laughs> and then I play the episode and, like, and, he, and they're down there in the basement. It's like, man, I had this company called Wellspring. I'm like, you son of a gun. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, they're smart about it because they st- so if you, uh, the other, it becomes a thing where they have a little clip of something before the episode, right? But they don't right. start it until the second episode, and it is a very convincing commercial. You're right. Yeah. I don't blame you. For a second, I was like, wait a second. What? Yeah. Um, I and- paused it and started Googling. I wanted to <laughs> shut that off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wonder how, I do. I bet it hit a bunch of people like that. Mm-hmm. Um. I actually had, I didn't have a dream about it, but I think it informed my dreams last night. It was weird. Oh, the show? Yeah. Yeah. I was restoring podcasts or something (laughs) silly, you know? (laughs) Restoring old-timey podcasts on reel-to-reels. Yeah. (laughs) To get a Q-tip out and make sure it was clean. (laughs) Yeah, you know, it's interesting. I hadn't really even thought about it, but as podcast editors... Yeah, Archive 81, it doesn't really get too deep into, like... The actual editing? Manipulating audio or anything like that. But, yeah, (laughs) the most... I imagine the most you see is at the very beginning. I guess he does a little bit in episode two, but it's, like, most of the time he's just watching it. Yeah. He just, like, turns a dial or something and rewinds it back and forth until he can see a monster! (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Speaking of... uh, 
podcast editors and no, I'm not promoting my stuff. So <laughs> last episode of Grolic's podcast, the audio version actually went out edited by Melanie. Yeah. Oh, so I was happy to have the po- the audio version actually get edited before we hit the podcast feed and Melanie did it. And I think she did a good job. Um, Thanks, baby. I know she did a good job, but yeah. So if you're on the fence about listening to the audio episodes, I don't know how you're hearing this now, but uh, <laughs> if you're not the couple of people watching, but uh, check check out the last episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, so real quick, Injustice, based on, uh, well, based on the video game, right? But really, it's based on the comic book that was based on the video game. And the comic book series was actually really good. Mm-hmm. Um, at least the beginning of it was, but it was, uh, that's when, what's his name? Oh man, I see him on Facebook. I, I follow him on Facebook and he posts quite a bit. He's pretty good, but hold on. The writer. Um, maybe he's Australian. Australian. Oh, Tom our, Taylor. It's our Australian episode, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> we'll tell you about but, our didgeridoos and don'ts. But it's written by Tom Taylor. Well, the animated sh- the movie is. Follows that kind of, um, but I feel like it bridges things quite a bit. I, I don't. I, I fell off the ser- the the book series at one point. It went for a few years, um, so I don't know where that went. But see, I've heard bad things about the movie, so I'm curious. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, at least for parts of it, it does. It this is that thing of it does adapt the source material like some of the like the most memorable thing memorable things from those first um several issues of injustice that stuck with me they do there's like little dialogue bits like the whole thing with harley quinn like arrow cave given the green uh, mm-hmm. green arrow a, a hard time why would you call it the arrow cave i mean batman has batman cave that makes sense but why wouldn't you call it the quiver and he's like that's actually a really good idea <laughs> like that whole thing is very funny. That's from, mm-hmm. and they included that, and there's other things, right? But I feel like it just lacks style. I hated the character design with the outfits, but they're doing the like everyone's just a little bit more armored up because it's the video game injustice version of everybody, right? Or maybe because everybody has to fight Superman. That right. makes sense, you know. <laughs> that and guy. they didn't even really totally commit to that. Like it played because I think in the game there's some like explanation to where everybody gets kind of powered up and that's how they can like you can one-on-one superman uh and i don't think the comics does that and the movie doesn't do that but uh the style was lame and it just it it kind of lacked a visual flair which is like i mean you're making a movie guys Mm -hmm. um and it just rushed from Mm -hmm. plot point to plot point really to kind of blow through it yeah it didn't really have me Mm -hmm. I wasn't wild about it. Oh, wow. Justin Hartley is the voice actor for uh, Superman in that. And he played, ironically, uh, Oliver Queen in Smallville. (laughs) Oh, really? Yeah. For the voice acting and comic book. Well, these aren't TV, but TV and uh, straight to digital video. It's an incestuous little world. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, the Batman in there is particularly monotone and I was initially kind of off put. It's like, he sounds, he's like, there's just nothing, 
but that's kind of their that's kind of this version of the Batman and I didn't hate it. I didn't hate what Melanie, what did you say about the about this Batman? I don't remember. Something like the end like he kind of had like he had less of a frown and it's like, "Oh, oh yeah. he's almost smiled." Like it's yeah, a happy yeah. Batman <laughs> moment because that's this Batman the whole time just what well, and is this Batman actually Batman? Because isn't that like a thing? Like there's more than one Batman because Soups has Batman. Yeah, they didn't do none they didn't of that. Do that no. no, they didn't do that. They okay. Did, they did have one Robin take out another one, basically. Yeah, that was something I didn't remember that I was surprised by. Mm-hmm. So that's uh, maybe that's why he had such a big frown. But yeah, it just didn't. It didn't work, and I, I feel like I know that the comic book series had a lot of other cool ideas. But I feel like there were certain things rushed and there was flip flops like Superman, like, oh, he's turning like dictator. Like, yeah, okay, that's potentially scary. I felt like they could have like ramped up the like how scary that would actually be. Mm -hmm. It's like, well, he still seems like, you know, he's he's being a jerk, but like he still seems like he's doing it for the right reasons. And then he shows up in laser eyes, a warehouse full of uh, club goers because they're dressed up as Joker. Mm-hmm. as jokers and he's like no and they're like yeah. hey we could do we you know freedom to speech whatever it's like a teen rave yeah like a teen rave and he laser eyes all of them and kills them and then the next scene he's like well i just want to make sure i'm doing it for the right reason it's like what what <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah well yeah i mean injustice superman does strike me as more unhinged you know like yeah. uh because yeah. otherwise you're just doing red sun superman again right, right. Wonder Woman really, I mean, I don't like her anyway. It's, I don't think, but especially in this, I, I don't like her. I don't like her in anything where it's a matter of them taking over the, the world basically because she's always all for it. And I think she's got a huge thing for Superman too. Oh, yeah. And that's disrespectful. Wonder Woman goes fascist super quick. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't take a lot, <laughs> even when she's fighting Nazis. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. They, they, this could be a good, it, it can't be at one movie, but it could be. And I know people are like, well, another dark Superman, but like, there's a good story here, mm-hmm. but it just was not executed well here. Mm-hmm. And dark Superman stories are good. Shut up. No, I know. I'm not, I, I don't mind. I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to them. I know. Have you seen Eternals yet, Jesse? I have. I thought, did we not talk about the Eternals? I don't think so. Oh, man. Okay. Melanie so, and I, Melanie and I just watched it the other day. All right. Yeah. No, I'm interested because uh, for most people, for most people, I would say um, go ahead and skip the Eternals unless you're really into drama and that kind of thing. Um, Mm -hmm. Because I think it's a good movie. Um, Mm -hmm. But it is not like most of the Marvel Cinematic Universe in that this, you know, it is more about family and it is like the, the superpowers and stuff. I mean, they play a part and whatnot, but that's not really what this movie's about. And then, um, I was super pumped about the end credit scenes, uh, because those are characters that I never thought I would see in a movie because, you know, most of these movies are kind of reserved for, like Spider-Man, Captain America, Iron Man, you know, like those are the people you expect to see. The fact that we haven't seen an MCU Hulk movie, and I know that's because it's tied up in, you know, rights and whatnot. But uh, 
Like, it's crazy to me that we haven't had a standalone Hulk movie, but we're going to get some movies including these characters that that uh, they tease at the end. Mm-hmm. I was very off put by the CGI of one character that pops up at the end. Oh, mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. I was like, but I don't know how you'd do him without it. Oh, it looks so bad. It looks <laughs> they, so Yeah, they could have so, spent like, some more time on him. Yeah. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was, I don't think it's the greatest thing. And I don't right. know that I'd revisit it, but I like coming off of uh, you know, a little while ago, we watched Shang, uh, Shang, 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 Shang. Thank you. I couldn't remember yeah. the correct pr- pronunciation. Shang-Chi. And this, I was like, okay. I mean, it's weird. It's weird. And it definitely, like, I get why people it's weren't excited for this. Kirby being Kirby. I mean, like, right. it was a, they, they, yeah, they paid homage. <laughs> Maybe a little too well. Because <laughs> Kirby's stuff gets weird. I like that this and Shang-Chi, or Shang-Chi, they both feel like they almost don't, don't have to be MCU movies. They kind of are just doing their own thing and uh, less so or like more so this one don't even really touch back, at least at this point. I'm sure it will on other MCU goings on that we've seen in other movies and stuff. Um, So I kind of appreciated that. Uh, And it was an interesting concept, an interesting idea. Mm -hmm. Uh, I kind of. You know, of course, our main characters are the bland ones, and the ones yeah. I wanted to see more of are the comic, the sidekicks. You know, the yeah, comic like relief. Gilgamesh was awesome. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, what's his name? Well, Kumail Call. Yeah, yeah, Kumail <laughs> yeah, yeah. Gianni. Uh, yeah. His whatever his fun. name, whatever his character's name was. I, I don't even remember. Mm-hmm. <laughs> One of my friends was making fun of the fact that he uses finger guns. I kind of love that. Like, why wouldn't mm-hmm. you do that? It's it's very funny, but I'm like, and I guess whatever other civilizations probably had guns, but it's like, this is like 5,000 BC. What guns? What's he emulating? Oh, yeah. I don't know. He's just pointing. But, he's, a, yeah. he's a robot man, you know? Mm-hmm. He knows right. things. He's been mind wiped a thousand times. He knows about guns. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was, yeah, it was, it was pretty decent it was interesting mm-hmm. it was also interesting although they kind of there's a turn there the twist mm-hmm. or whatever that i didn't really see coming because i was like that mind control guy that's a villain casting if i ever seen it don't <laughs> oh, trust that sure, guy yeah. oh sure yeah <laughs> and they uh they do a little they, they switch it out they pull a carpet out from under you and i was like yeah. okay i like that um but it is interesting that most of the movie there isn't a villain really mm-hmm. right there's just like the the plot, like here's what's happening and here's what, you know, something's happening. And then, uh, oh, then there's all this other stuff, but there's not a, a big central villain that it doesn't do the traditional Marvel. Here's our hero, but bad, basically, you know? Right. Well, and you can argue that they're the bad guys, really, depending on the point of view you right. would take. Right. Um, so, you know. That that's always fun too. I also like that the guy one guy has Superman powers and they refer to <laughs> refer to him as Superman a couple times. I was like, ah, that's yeah, funny. yeah. Mm-hmm. Was it Icarus? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah. what's her name? Athena. Uh, Athena was interesting too. Like I didn't expect to like uh, Angelina Jolie's character, uh, but mm-hmm. the fact that they made her kind of like 
I don't know, like she would lose it, you know? It's almost mm -hmm. like uh, the Eternals with, um, you know, Alzheimer's or something. Like mm -hmm. just got really violent and, <laughs> right. and, and like lost herself and became dangerous, you know? I think it's inevitable with a cast that big, but there are definitely characters that I felt like were just kind of like, well, they're over here. And I, I felt a little bit like her character was like one of those where it's like, eh, mm -hmm. put her over here. Right. You could kind of not have her and it would, yeah. nothing would be different. Except um, she had one of the better emotional beats, like her, right. her connection with Gilgamesh, that, like right. that bond. Like, I think that's what this movie did really well was had almost these little sibling sects and they were all family together. It's, it's like one of the things that makes Umbrella Academy kind of great too mm -hmm. is that you believe the family dynamic because they they love each other but they don't get along <laughs> right right yeah. right yeah. and it's like i was telling randy it's you know obviously the the stars of the show are maybe a little less known and the more expensive actors have a little less backstory going on <laughs> right <laughs> right yeah. yeah yeah a little less screen time that's just good budgeting <laughs> that's right yeah uh, and also, I was off put by the music. It opens with some Pink Floyd song, and then yeah. at the end, I don't remember what the song, but it's some other like classic rock or kind of like rah rah yeah rock song. And I'm like, who are they fooling? None of that middle movie was that. Like <laughs> this the movie is not Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, it didn't have the right. It wasn't the right tone at all. Mm. And the because the middle of the movie is like, I don't know. Ethereal, ethereal, cosmic stuff, and it's like, well, that's not yeah. weird. It's weird. I, I especially the end credits. I was like, they're that's that strikes me as a studio that's a little worried about this one. How people are going to react to this one? So they're like, well, sure. put a rock song at the end and make them feel good while they're walking out of the theater. That'll help. What and, and also like the what the things they're setting up with the end credit scenes. Uh, mm -hmm. Are like what? What's going on? So the one end credit scene is probably setting up um, a couple things. It's probably setting up the next Eternals movie or whatever, but also nodding to um, probably Guardians Three with mm. with uh, those those particular characters because they tie in very heavily with Adam Warlock, and Adam Warlock is rumored to be part of Guardians Three. Okay. So uh, yeah, there's that, and then uh, then cut back to earth and you got Kit Harrington his mm -hmm. character who will be be the black knight and uh and the thing that like was like wh what is he hears that voice behind him and so you you got to google who that voice is it's flipping blade oh really i <laughs> yeah. don't think i don't think we man i thought i let it play to the end of the credits i must not have i don't think we caught the second post uh End credit scene. We caught the first one. Mm -hmm. I don't think we caught that last one. So I yeah, just kind of well, I like, mean, it's basically just uh, Kit Harrington's character looking at the at the Black Knight blade, right? Like opening mm -hmm. it up, and uh, and then there's a voice. And I don't even remember what it says to him, but it's like, "Are you sure you want to do that?" Kind of thing, you know. Uh, mm -hmm. And it's it's a pretty distinct voice, and I don't know who it is. So I look it up, and it's like, "Oh, it's this guy," and he's the person that they've got cast to play. Blade, blade in the next thing interesting but they're not gonna use wesley snipes no, no no they're using the guy who was uh one of the villains from the first season of uh 
what's his name? Marvel Netflix series. Mm. Luke Cage. Oh. Oh, right, right. I believe I could be wrong, but I believe it's the guy who not the not the final villain for the first season, but he's but kind cotton of the mouth. Or not cottonmouth. Yeah, yeah cottonmouth, not um whatever his name was, Diamond Backer. Yeah, right. Correct. So, yeah. Correct. Um, I think that's who that is. I could be wrong, but if I remember the news stories correctly. If they know just, what they're doing though, they will they will let Snipes just cameo in it. <laughs> right, yeah. right. You got it. Yeah. Paul says he's too old, but he is spent a lot of time in prison, so he's probably super buff still. <laughs> Snipes has been on uh What we do in the shadows. What we do in the shadows mm-hmm. a couple times. Yeah. Um yeah, I don't think we have enough time to. We don't really have enough time to go through news. Oh man, there's Guardian. Uh, I'll go through headlines. How about that? Yeah. Okay. Uh, James Gunn on end of Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, Galaxy friend. Okay, so basically, James Gunn Gal- Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three will be the end for that team. Oh. Oh yeah. Um, there's the holiday special, and then Guardians of the Galaxy Three. All right. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. You don't you. I, what is that? What is that, that. going to be? It could be a hot mess, just like the Star Wars one, and that would almost be perfect, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and will and will we have Thor in that? Like it almost has to have Thor in it, right? Oh yeah, because mm-hmm. he's traveling with them. Because the post Ragnarok version of Thor is so fun, and they set, right. they they already set that up, and he worked, his dynamic is great with them. They it works so well. So, uh. Also, have you been watching any Peace Peacemaker? I haven't seen Peacemaker okay. yet. I need to, but yeah, we watched. I think they're sixth, fifth, sixth, sixth, fifth or sixth episode today. Was out today. It's good. I was gonna crack into it, but uh, it wasn't working. My my mm. app wasn't working today. So, mm. does a giant somewhat send somewhat like does a super gorilla count as animal? If animal harm, if a super gorilla gets harmed, <laughs> I don't know. With a chainsaw, uh, there oh might be a, there might be animal harm in that show. Oh my so God. Just, just a heads up. <laughs> okay, so not a Holly show. I didn't think this Holly is not super interested in this, anyways. Right? Yeah. So that'll just um, it, it. I enjoy it. Occasionally, <laughs> occasionally you could so hear. At one point, there's a character like like Star- Gorilla Grodd. Super it's not Gorilla Grodd. Okay. But, I was going to say, like, that doesn't seem like a <laughs> like a peacemaker villain. No. Not really on that level there. I, I don't know why. I can't it, see it. I don't know why it was a gorilla. Hmm. Okay. Anyway, moving on. Uh, <laughs> Nicholas Cage says he's a goth. <laughs> okay. I have to do this story. This is like the least newsy news story, but we got to. Yeah. Um, so he's going to play Dracula in Renfield, which is apparently a comedic horror take. It's a hot horror <laughs> comedy based on, okay. of course, Dracula, but Renfield is, I'm guessing, the main character. I need uh, to suck your blood. <laughs> so All of it. <laughs> okay, so this is from... Well, I'm getting this from ComingSoon.net, but he he did an interview with a, LA, a Los Angeles Times, and the quote is because they were in in his house in Las Vegas, and he's talking about his crow because he has a crow. Mm-hmm. 
And Cage said, he has taken to calling me names. It's comical, at least it is to me. When I leave the room, he'll say bye, and then I, and then go, a, a dash. I'm maybe, maybe that's a swear. A. It's a Grolix. Oh yeah. A Grolix. Mm-hmm. Crows are wait. Crows are very intelligent. I don't. I can't do the word. <laughs> and very I like intelligent their, bird. They'll remember your name. Crows are very very intelligent, and I like their appearance. The Edgar Allan Poe aspect. I like the goth element. I am a goth. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a goth now. Just call me goth. Nick Goth Cage. (laughs) That's my name. I, I, that's like, (laughs) there doesn't need to be a Renfield, like a news article attached. I just want the quote of him. I like their appearance. The Edgar Allan Poe aspect. I like the goth element. I am a goth. <laughs> I want to hear him say this. Yeah, right. Yeah. Oh, it's amazing. Well, that's that's the best story all year. <laughs> that one wins the day. Oh yeah. my god. Uh, new line moving forward with Mortal Kombat sequel. Moon Knight scribe Jeremy Slater scripting, as in the. I guess he's right. He the, the writer of the upcoming Moon Knight series. Yeah. Oh, okay. TV series. Uh, he's gonna do the script um also moon knight trailer did you see the moon knight trailer i did i did yeah technically it came out before we did our last episode so the costume's kind of unusual it doesn't look like your standard uh mcu treatment but that's kind of okay because of how like bonkers Mm -hmm. and you know like cerebrally weird moon knight is anyways Mm -hmm. yeah i was intrigued by it for sure for sure Oh, one of the characters, one of the actors I was reading, like, one of the actors in it, like, just died, like, after, oh. days after uh, the trailer came out. They, they'd they finished his, you know, all of his stuff was filmed. Um, uh, French, a younger French guy. I can't remember his name off the top of my head. But I was like, oh, that, that sucks. Mm-hmm. Um, and then finally, uh, Uncharted trailer. Oh, yeah. Anybody care? Anybody care? Sure. I never really played uh, games. Action. You know, it reminds me of what's the one we just watched with uh, um, The Rock, and Gal Gadot, and Ryan Reynolds. Was it Burn? Not, was it Red Red Notice or something? Oh, okay. Okay. It reminds me of that, only uh, you got Tom Holland, so it's got a lot more stunts. Right. Yeah. Well, what did you say about it, Melanie? You, you, I said it was like National Treasure meets... Yeah. Uh, MCU, I guess. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and Transformers. Yeah. Uh, it's, I was, if anything, I was just surprised to see it was actually a thing. It's actually happening because that's one of those properties that I feel like they've been trying to make a, into a movie for over 10 years now. I don't know how long it was. It's a video, video game, right? Is that what you said? Yeah. 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 And I've never played it because I haven't owned a PlayStation since they started coming out with those and they're, They've always been PlayStation exclusive. Um, but it's like, I mean, the video game is basically super, you know, modern action-y Indiana Jones kind of from what I understand. Right. And that's kind of what I get from the trailer, except it's like not, you know, it's not grounded at all. I need you to steal me a boat. It's my boat. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> you got Antonio Banderas for whatever reason. 
Right, right. All right. Is this His an Expendables movie? Kind of bumps it up a little bit for me. Yeah. yeah. That's not always the case. You can put him in all the spy kids and <laughs> right. stuff you want, and I'm not going to watch him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's definitely a character actor. Like, I want to see him playing a specific part. Right. Mm-hmm. But everything looks so plastic, though. Like, it this, it looked so polished. I It was a little bit of a turnoff. Like, everything right. just looked plastic and very fake. Not like mm-hmm. CG fake, just fake. Like a ride at Disneyland. Yeah. But whatever. You know, what I, you know what comic book thing I want to see them do in a movie? I want to see them have somebody take... Uh, like jump off a mountain with a parachute and then take a little like zip line thing and like or that they can shoot and be like and like pull themselves along like that one game I don't remember what it's called but that'd just, be fun just cause yeah 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 do that in a movie yeah where wanna... you can like zip line to things like basically like that Batman grapple gun but then if you have a parachute you just whoop, fly up in the air and mm-hmm. kind of like how they do with Batman a little bit with his cape but not really yeah Hey, Melanie. Yes, Randy? Well, I think if you could do that, that'd be amazing. What else might be amazing? Um, My mind. But I'll get there in a minute. So first, it starts because I read this article um, where they were talking about a space, a chunk, excuse me, a chunk of SpaceX rocket that blasted off seven years ago was abandoned in space after it completed its mission and it's going to crash into the moon in March. Um, the impact of the rocket chunk weighing four tons uh will leave an impact or leave an, a crater on the moon that will be visible um from earth but uh, no no not from earth i lied to us from spacecraft and satellites it's going to be on the op- oh. it's going to be on the dark side of the moon so we won't be able to see it from earth okay um and then a scientist says these starts or says these events start to be problematic when there's a lot more traffic it's actually no one's job to c- keep track of the junk that we leave out in deep earth orbit i think now it's the time to start regulating it so that got me thinking, well, then we need to have space uh, salvagers. But if we have space salvagers, that's like one step away from space pirates. And I love the future. I'm so excited for space pirates. It needs to hurry up and happen now. <laughs> yeah, like that. you're all for it. You're like space trash. Yeah, because that's how we get pirates. You want pirates? That's how we get space pirates. Yep. We got a so there's a four ton chunk just floating around out there mm-hmm. that went to the moon instead of dropping on us well usually they would burn up in our atmosphere but earth moon doesn't have an atmosphere um okay gotcha and we have okay Four tons, they have, though Oof. they have 50 or 60 rocket chunks that they've left in space since the 60s and like sure. half of them we don't actually know where they went so they could have hit the moon but we just weren't looking before we didn't start keeping track until like the late 80s early 90s so yeah See, in my ridiculous brain goes immediately to the tick, and I'm yes, like, me too. This is like Chairface Chippendale all over again. Yeah, but it's Elon Musk throwing rocks at the moon by accident <laughs> from seven years ago. What's his car gonna do to the moon? Right. Yeah. Like Melanie goes to space pirates, and we go to the tick. <laughs> right. Right. Ch- Chairface Chippendale. Yeah. Because that was brilliant. I was like, because that's consistency. Once he's still like every episode after that, he started like lasering his name into the moon. It yeah, yeah. And so you episode. just just have that first two letters or whatever on the moon every time they look up at it. But yeah, man, if it changed the moon like visibly to us, that's when I was like, oh, oh. yeah. If it if it were facing if that side were facing us, 
It we, would. We'd yeah. see it. I mean, not like it'd be giant and everybody could just see it necessarily, but if you knew the moon, if you used a telescope and studied the moon or whatever and knew which craters were which, because a lot of people do, um, then you would be able to see it. Yeah, it's four tons. It's going to make an impact. It's going to leave a big crater. We'll be able to see it. But um, I don't know that it's going to be like half the moon is a big hole or anything like that. So everyone, every person would notice it. You know what I mean? I am a god. I'm <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. I was just uh, updating the note, the uh, show notes. So, um, okay. Paul says he's going to write moose on the moon one day. Yeah. <laughs> See Paul like up there in a moon suit. All right. How can I pee on the moon? That's about as close as I'm going to get. <laughs> uh, weird. So, hey. Yeah. Jesse, you got anything interesting coming up? Uh, not coming up, but I can say that, uh, I don't think I said this. Did I say this last week that the Cobra Kai episode is out with Lee? I don't remember if it was out, but. Okay. It's you, out. You mentioned it. Yeah. It's out. Go check it out. Uh, yeah. both of the episodes we we mentioned last week, I think are out now. So go check them out. Uh, it's covertnerd.net, I believe. Yeah. And uh, yeah. we talk about season four of Cobra Kai. And uh, we went through all the stuff that we usually do. We usually make predictions. And we we got a lot of crazy predictions correct for season four uh, mm-hmm. between the three of us. And then, uh, you know, so we make some wild and wacky predictions for uh, season five. We'll see if those come true. But uh, yeah, it was good because uh, this season features uh, Terry Silver heavily you know and uh he's just fascinating anyways and they they did a really good job on him and the season in general um mm-hmm. yeah uh go check it out at covertnerd.net at, at first i mean i i've i've been here so i've heard that you were going to be on that on covert Nerd, but it, we, at first you said the cobra kai episode with lee and i was like he was on cobra kai oh my gosh that's, that's oh yeah, yeah crazy yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and jesse was on hawkeye so yeah, they're famous <laughs> that's what we do uh, um oh real quick i want to give a shout out savannah she's a member of our kid our, our cat dancing tier on patreon mm-hmm. if you want to become a supporter of the show you can go to patreon.com slash podcast for as little as a dollar a month, you get all kinds of bonus episodes, like over 60 bonus episodes that's not mm-hmm. on our podcast feed. And if you want to chip in a little more, you can jump up to the cat dancing tier, get yourself a shout out, just like Savannah just got. Mm-hmm. If you were going to be a cat dancer, you're going to have to be goth. <laughs> it came from the crow. <laughs> it came from the crow. <laughs> they're, they're a majestic bird. Arguably, you're not even really goth unless you're a cat dancer. Mm-hmm. You gotta feel that music flowing through you. <laughs> I am a goth. I'm a goth. I w- was it said with a laugh? I want to know how this was said. <laughs> I'm a goth now. <laughs> oh, I wish it would have been. I'm, I'm a goth now. <laughs> oh, man. <clears throat> Nicholas Cage. He's such a character. Where's that one movie coming out? You know, the Nicholas Cage. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, I've heard good things about Pig. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I, need, I think I need be, to watch Pig. It's supposed to be good. It's supposed to be kind of a dramatic thriller, maybe. I don't know. Jesse sounds like a Cage Reeves loves child, huh? 
Cage Reeves. <laughs> Which Reeves? Which Reeves? That's what I was going to say. <laughs> like, like Superman? for Reeves. Or, the, or George Reeves. Oh, there you go. The other Superman. All the Supermans. <laughs> Nicholas Cage almost was Superman. There's a conspiracy. Oh, there it is. There's the connection. Could you imagine if we lived in a world where that movie had gone through and we had a Nicolas Cage Superman? Oh, Keanu, you're right. That yeah, I do have a Keanu to my to my cage a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> they probably Whoa. hang out. It'd be Whoa, I'm a, I'm a goth now. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> wow. <laughs> All right, everybody. Hey Melanie, you got anything exciting coming up? Uh, tomorrow's my boyfriend's birthday. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yep. Yeah, I forgot. Tomorrow's You birthday. know what you guys could do for that guy's birthday mm-hmm. is you could go to podedit.com, especially if you uh, happen to be a podcaster. Check out podedit.com for your uh, podcast production slash editing slash what doesn't that guy do? Yeah. I'll, edit, I'll video. I'll do your video. Mm-hmm. Video editing. He'll make you a t-shirt too. Yeah. Sure. I'll make you a t-shirt. I'll do cover art. I've done podcast cover art. <laughs> do everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, her boyfriend. Who has the birthday. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. guy. We don't necessarily benefit from it, but go there and do it. Um, all right, everybody. Thanks for, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening on the podcast feed. Uh, have a wonderful weekend. If you want to hear more, go to GrawlixPodcast.com. G-R-A-W-L-I-X Podcast.com. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Grawlix Nights, the Grawlix Podcast live show. Be sure to check out our weekly live streams available at GrawlixPodcast.com slash live. Currently, we stream Thursdays at 8 p.m. Central Time on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. For links, once again, go to GrawlixPodcast.com slash live. Goth now.